Welcome to Elevating La Cultura podcast, a space where I talk with Latinas who are passionate about what they do and are willing to share their passion with others to change the narrative, especially for the next generation. Each season is centered around different topics, but all with a Latina perspective. This is season six and is going to be featuring Latinas in the food space. I hope this season is inspiring and perhaps even nostalgic as we hear stories we can relate to. I'm so excited to share these stories and talk about food. So vamonos and let's get into it. Hola y bienvenidas to a new season. I'm Karina, host of Elevating La Cultura podcast, and I wrapped up season five in August where I got into it with my own story. I'll be honest, it wasn't easy writing and recording those episodes because I had to dig a little into my past experiences to make the connection to how I interact with the world today, and specifically why I'm passionate about sharing stories and pouring into this community. But I'm glad I did it. Over the break, you all kept listening and catching up on past episodes, bringing us to over 2,600 downloads. Muchísimas gracias for continuing to listen and share with your community. And if you're new here or haven't listened to the first four seasons, you can binge listen to season one featuring Latina entrepreneurs, season two highlighting Latinas in the health and wellness space, season three with Latina educators, and season four focused on artists and creators. Each season elevates different stories, but all with a Latina perspective. We all have passion in our areas of expertise while also pouring into and empowering the next generation. Because honestly, it starts with us being willing to put in the work to make generational change. This is season six, and it's going to be featuring Latinas in the food space. We all know how food is at the core of our cultural identities. I get so excited about food. And don't you be lying because you know you do too. With the holidays coming up, I'm excited to ask each of my guests which traditional dishes get them feeling all warm and happy. I know I have a few. But the reality is that I didn't always have a good relationship with food, and it's something that I've been working on now as an adult. But I started this journey of reclaiming and relearning my own culture starting in 2016. The first thing I did was travel to Mexico for a photography workshop. My intention was to clear my head and to refocus how I took pictures. When I was in Mexico, in San Miguel de Allende, we started our day with homemade breakfasts every morning. I didn't grow up eating typical Mexican breakfast like that, like chilaquiles with frijoles, unless it was on an occasional weekend. So for me, this was exciting. For lunch, we were able to find a place on our own to eat, and I was usually still full from breakfast, so I found a coffee shop for my afternoon cafecito, and I would have some yogurt and granola with fruta. And let me tell you, I have never had better yogurt and granola than when I find it in Mexico. We would continue with the workshop and end at a nice restaurant. All of the food was included in the workshop price, so I got a little adventurous with my meals, and I felt like I was experiencing Mexican food in a different way. It was delicious. It was different than street food. It was different than the Mexican restaurants in the suburbs. 
It was amazing. After that trip, I had a renewed spirit and really wanted to share this part of Mexico with people because I saw the disconnect that the media portrayed of this beautiful country, which is how I came to pivot my business and launch fine art photography prints of Mexican cities. But beyond that, I started to learn how to cook Mexican food. I didn't grow up with my parents cooking a lot of Mexican meals. My mom made a few things and my father would cook more on the weekends when he wasn't working. My grandfather would make a few things for us like chorizo con papas and tamales, but I didn't learn how to do any of it. So by this time, I knew that it would be up to me to take the initiative to learn, which I started with simple recipes like arroz from my mother, migas, other breakfast foods like huevos rancheros, frijoles de olla. I learned how to make my grandfather's chorizo recipe, and then I started learning how to make other things that I remember enjoy, that I enjoyed eating. I started documenting these on my blog, and actually I was a little nervous because they were super simple recipes, like for real, but they were more for me to remember and to try and to make memories with my kids. I have two years of recipe blogs on my website. And then December of 2020, I got COVID and lost my taste and smell. I have since recovered, mostly, but for a long time, about two years, my smell and taste didn't come back. I had been trying to reconnect with my culture through food, and it was taken away from me. I kept having hope it would come back. Two weeks turned into four weeks, turned into six weeks, until I didn't have hope anymore. I spent a year without having any sense of smell or taste. But every time I went to Mexico, I would gain a little bit back. It was really unexplainable and not something I shared because it sounded so strange, but with every trip, I would get a little bit of my smell and taste back. But still in 2021, most things still tasted off, like not what I remember them tasting like, but little by little, it's been coming back. Still two years later in 2022, I haven't fully recovered, but I can definitely taste more than I did when I first got COVID. Some fruits still taste off to me, and things that I didn't like before, I do now. Man, COVID really is mind-boggling. Actually, I had COVID over the summer and have been able to taste a little bit more after recovering this last time. However, being so disconnected to food, which is such an important part of any culture, was so sad to me. I didn't cook for two years. I did take baking classes all through 2021 with my friend Eliseo, and with each class, I had hope that I would taste something. But I enjoyed having the family enjoy the pastries I made, even if I couldn't taste it. Anyway, I'm getting excited about food again, and have thought about bringing my blog back. During this time in 2021, I started working with a nutrition coach. Shout out to Emma. And I'm so glad I did because she helped me stay eating and stay fueled even when I couldn't taste and didn't feel like eating. She also helped me shift my relationship with food, 
which was huge and something I didn't even know I needed. I started following other people in the food space that supported and helping me shift my relationship with food, especially cultural foods. I grew up with what I realize now was an unhealthy view of my body. Perhaps others can relate to comments being made about how we look, how we're too skinny or not skinny enough. I remember being in Mexico on vacation as a child and this random lady swimming in the ocean grabbed my leg somehow and commented that, wow, I'm pretty healthy. Like, what? I remember my father making a comment about how some jeans that I was wearing looked too tight on me. And then a year later, after losing weight, growing a little bit, I was wearing the same pair of jeans. And he said, oh, those look really baggy. You should really get clothes that fit you. I grew up seeing my mother exercise and go on diets quite often. So that message was passed down to me as well. And thinking back, it could be the reason my mother didn't cook a lot of Mexican food. Because at the time, a lot of our foods were viewed as quote-unquote unhealthy, especially in predominantly white spaces. I would hear that going to a Mexican restaurant was like saved for a quote-unquote cheat day. I mean, that sounds pretty messed up. Anyway, growing up with those messages transferred to my own skewed perception on my image and my weight and what I should or shouldn't eat. But like I said, working with Emma was pivotal. In our first session together, she asked me, how long have you hated food? Or how long have you had a bad relationship with food? And in my head, I thought, what? How dare you? I love food. But really, I didn't know how to answer that. I was disillusioned into thinking that the way I thought about food and dieting was normal. But from then on, I realized how I believed this lie that I shouldn't or couldn't find joy in my cultural foods unless I was in Mexico or unless it was on a limited basis. I'm excited to hear from other Latinas and how they have embraced the culinary industry and are celebrating Latinx foods in their everyday life and business. Honestly, the fact that we are all made to feel shame about our cultural foods is a control tactic that we see come from a colonizing mindset. Recently, we've seen our own foods go from being called cheat day foods to being appropriated and called things like spa water or street corn salad. And it's time to say that is enough. We're not having that anymore. I want to pass down recipes to my kids and to cook for future generations or even just friends and family. So I hope this season is inspiring and perhaps even nostalgic as we hear stories we can relate to as we talk about our favorite foods. There will be a new episode every Tuesday, so after you listen, feel free to take a screenshot, post on Instagram, and tag at Elevating La Cultura, or send me a DM. You can also comment on our YouTube video if you're watching online. I always like to hear from people and how they resonate with the stories that I share. So leave a review on Apple Podcasts so we can get more ears listening to these stories and we can continue Elevating La Cultura. 
All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Y nos vemos next week. Bye.